Greetings, everyone, and welcome to The Dream Coach with Hubert Neal Jr. That's me. Um, I'm really feeling this podcast and stuff now. I think the last two, <laughs> we didn't have any technical difficulties, so I think I might be hitting my hitting my, my stride, right? Maybe I said that too soon. Anyway, what are we talking about this week? Should you go to art school? And we'll address colleges and uh, the university system. Um, I hope you tuned in uh, to the last, uh, the previous podcast where we talked about art school, um, high school. Um, do you need to go to college to become an artist? Um, me personally, I don't think so. Um, it's not to say you don't need training. Uh, every artist has a different story. I can tell you that once I was done at the Chicago Academy for the Arts, which is a, which is a high school, I pretty much was ready for my career. It's not that I couldn't, you know, learn more things. I mean, you you get better with time if you work at it. But I was ready to just jump in there. And I mean, history shows us, you know, not every artist, you know, um, goes to you know a, a specific. Uh, you know, high school or university. Some people are self-taught. Some people are geniuses, right? Um, I'm going to say with college and with university, um, it really just depends on you and what you feel you can get out of it. When it comes to high school and, and um, you know, your, your, your formative years, you definitely need something, okay? Um, because when you're young, you really need to kind of get those fundamentals uh, in there. And so, you know, we're, we're used to the system, you know, grade school, elementary school, grammar school, whatever you want to call it. Um, and then we usually go to uh, some people it's junior high. Me, I went straight to, I, I went to a grade school that was from um, kindergarten to eighth grade. Uh, and then I went to high school, which was freshman to senior. Then I went to college, but I understand that there's also junior high, senior high, and all kinds of different um, variables. But the formative years—that's when you really, really your younger formative years—you need something. Um, we're we call it school, right? But um, there's another term. Here's where art, how artists used to learn. Um, it was through apprenticeships, right? And before I give you, you know, kind of my take. Why don't I just uh, read to you the history of apprenticeships, uh, courtesy of Wikipedia. <clears throat> so, the history of apprenticeships. The, the system of apprenticeship first developed in the later Middle Ages and came to be supervised by craft guilds and town governments. A master craftsman was entitled to employ young people as an inexpensive form of labor in exchange for providing food, lodging, and formal training in the craft. Most apprentices were male, uh, but female apprentices were found in crafts such as seamstress, tailor, cordwainer, <laughs> I don't even know what that is, baker, and stationer. Uh, apprentices usually began at 10 to 15 years of age and would live in the master craftsman's household. The contract between the craftsman, the apprentice, and generally, the apprentice's parents would often be governed by an indenture. 
Most apprentices aspired to becoming master craftsmen themselves on completion of their contract, which is usually a term of seven years. But some would spend time as a journeyman and a significant proportion would never acquire their own workshop. In Coventry, those completing seven-year apprenticeships with stuff merchants were entitled to become freemen of the city. Right? Apprenticeship was adopted into military of the West African Kingdom of Dahomey. Soldiers in the army were recruited as young, as young as seven or eight years old, as they initially served as shield carriers for regular soldiers. After years of apprenticeship and military experience, the recruits were allowed to join the army as regular soldiers. With a combination of lifelong military experience and monetary incentives, a cohesive and well-disciplined military emerged in the kingdom of Dahomey. So that's kind of a, uh, that covers a, a, a bunch of things right there, right? But what did you get from that? Artists were not necessarily referred to as just that, you know, a long time ago they were considered uh, tradespeople or, or craftsmen. Um, but how they learned, don't you see some things that are similar there? Uh, seven years. Well, if you add high school and a, and a, and a four-year college, what is that? That's eight years, right? So, um, or depending on how young you start, as you see the... Um, what were the ages there? Anywhere from 10 to 15 years of age, people started their craft. I knew I wanted to be an artist at the age of nine. So for painters and sculptors, you know, people like Michelangelo, Leonardo da Vinci, you know, they worked with a master sculptor or a master painter in their studio until they got to a certain uh, level of expertise. And then they, you know, went off on their own. Okay, and that's usually what somebody wants, at least when they're beginning, right? I want to learn from you. I want to be the best that I can, and I want to break off on my own. And of course, sometimes people's minds change, um, and sometimes you know people decide that they don't want to be independent anymore, right? It's kind of like uh, you know, for all the people that say they want to be, uh, well, let's just say someone wants to be a painter. Um, they go to art school, they learn the craft, learn the trade, um, and then maybe they decide that, you know what, I don't really want to, you know, it, it's cold out here, you know, I'm by myself, I've got to do so much, there's no structure, I have to be disciplined, everything is on my shoulders. To some people, joining a company with a structure, <laughs> um, you know, um, you know, it, it is nice for them. You know, there's things that they don't have to worry about. Come in, do this thing, and then we pay you, right? So for some people, that's uh, that's good enough, right? So it just uh, depends on what you want. So why do I say it's up to you when it comes to college and university? I think that there's a lot more flexibility there because I can tell you for me, um, I I was ready to go. I was ready to go. And actually, I went to college um, more so because it was very important to my mom, you know, um, for a lot of reasons. She worked really hard, um, you know, to get me through the art school and high school. And um, 
I don't know, just that higher education and, and, and that degree just, I don't know, it just made all the difference. So I took that into account. But I, I knew um, that I was ready to actually step into the real world. But here's the thing. You make things work for you. So when I got to college, I said, well, all right, what can I do here? How can I turn this into, um, you know, how can I make this work best for me? Because one of the first things uh, when I got to Cornell University, and if you're not aware, Cornell University has one of the best arts in architecture. And matter of fact, I was in the School of Architecture, Art, and Planning. Okay, and it is renowned for architecture, the fine arts, and their urban and regional planning. Okay, and that's the school that I was in, right? So it allowed for a lot of cross pollination, which I, um, which I love. Um, but one of the things that I learned um, quickly uh, when we were, you know, during our introduction to school was they were telling us they said, "All right, so." You're going to, you know, you take your classes, you know, you decide what your focus is going to be. Um, we could choose between graphic design, painting, um, uh, uh, graphic design, painting. What else? Why am I drawing a blank? Drawing, <laughs> photography. Um, and so I knew uh, immediately that uh, painting and photography and graphic design were going to be my areas of uh, expertise. And, um, and, and I remember them, you know, just walking us through what we could expect over the next, uh, five years. Um, when you have a, when you have more than one major or when one, one discipline, your program turns to five years in in, instead of, uh, four. And, um, you know, they said, you do this, you do this, you do this. And then in your final year, your thesis year, that's when you have your exhibition. And that bothered me immediately because coming from the Chicago Academy for the Arts, we, we were already used to having exhibitions at the end of every semester. I was already ready for that, you know? Um, everything from, you know, I'd already learned how to stretch canvases, you know, by, at, the, at the age of 13. Um, I knew how to hang shows. I knew how to you know, take a wall that was like butchered <laughs> and, you know, spackle it and smooth it out and repaint it and, and all those things, you know. And so that was part of it. It was like at the end of every semester, this is what we're going to show. Um, you know, it wasn't enough. We'd already gotten past critiques because we had daily critiques. So my thing was, huh, I'm going to have to figure out a way to have exhibitions before th thesis year. So what I did was I just kind of, you know, laid low and, you know, learned how things work, got used to everything. And, um, and, and once I was comfortable in, the, in, in this new environment, I learned that we could rent out um, gallery space, you know, um, you know, for, for whatever we wanted. And, um, there were, you know, there were students that would have, you know, group exhibitions and there were groups that would have, you know, art, art groups that would have group exhibitions. But I wasn't seeing a lot of solo shows. And I was like, I wonder how many people don't feel they're ready or how many people are just kind of like, well, they said we don't have a show. You know what I mean? Like they said we're going to have our show during our thesis year. So maybe people thought they couldn't. I, I have no idea. But 
um, the way my mind works is uh, I want to do what I want to do. <laughs> and, um, and so when I, when I felt that, you know, created a, a, a new body of work that I thought uh, was ready to show, I, um, I did that. I rented out a gallery space, and uh, my first uh, solo uh, Cornell show was, um, I think it was Fall 97 or, or 98. And, um, yeah, and it was just like all my friends, professors, I mean, you name it, you know, they just came out. And they were just, and, and, you know, some people were like, why are you doing this now? When do you graduate? And I was like, we're artists. Like, you can never show too many times, <laughs> you know. And my thing was I wanted to be ready for when, you know, I was just by myself, you know. And so... That was how I taught myself rather than, you know, hang my head or complain. I just said, well, if I'm going to be here all this time, let me make it work for me. And so it was important for me. Uh, it was a personal challenge um, to also just make sure that I had an exhibition, you know, every 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 semester, if possible. Um, I would gotten used to being critiqued by by professors and you know you have to have a thick skin if you're gonna um, survive as as an artist. You know, um, you're performing in a movie; people are gonna review it. You're on theater; people are gonna review it. You're a musician; you're you're on stage; people will review it. You put something up on the wall; people are going to review it. You got reviewers, critiques, you you name it. And um, yeah, we're human. But I always took pride in the fact that, um, you know, I never took anything personal. I was also spoiled, though. I, um, I can't remember ever having a negative uh, critique, you know. And part of that is my, you know, just sensitivity of, you know, not wanting people to <laughs> tell me something's wrong. So I used to push myself ridiculously hard. Um, so that made for, you know, a very, very serious uh, kid. So, um, I've, I've mellowed out <laughs> since then, but I was, um, I could be pretty, um, maniacal back then in terms of my focus and my, and my, and my discipline. Um, yeah. So I guess what I learned in college, um, was time management, time management, furthering my discipline, um, setting deadlines, um, that kind of thing. And I, you know, had I not gone to college, I'm sure I would have done that anyway. But those are the things that, as I look back in my time in college, um, it was important that, uh, that I made those things a focal point because there's so much freedom in college. I mean, I knew people that had dropped out and you know, their parents didn't know. They just kind of <laughs> hung around. I mean, you know, once you're 18, you know, you're an adult, right, legally. So I don't think that, uh, you know, you. <laughs> I think they send things directly to you as opposed to your parents, unless your parents are helping you uh, pay for um, college. So, you know, one of the biggest pitfalls that I saw um, of people in college was just there were so many folks who... Um, you know, just didn't know what to do with their 
time, didn't know how to manage it. So, you know, you had your people who dropped out early due to just lack of discipline, um, you know, partying too much. Um, you know, so I, I, I just wanted to make sure that those things would um, never be a problem. And, you know, thankfully I was able to, uh, I was actually, you know, pretty disciplined. You know, and I, didn't, I didn't drink until I was 21, so I'm sure that helped too. Uh, because, you know, a lot of people, you know, when they're in an environment where they have, you know, some, for a lot of people, that's the most freedom they've ever had <laughs> in their life. So you can understand that um, some people are going to learn <laughs> the, uh, the hard way, right? So, you know, college is just one of those things you really do. It's just, you know, you got to do your research. Um, but there's a few here, you know. If you're looking into the, uh, the visual and performing arts, you know, just know that there's, there's UCLA, you know. There's Stanford, both in California. There's Yale. Um, the Art, Art Institute of Chicago. The school, the school of the Art Institute of Chicago. It's actually right there on the other side of the museum. Uh, Cal Arts, uh, Rhode Island School of Design. That's called RISD, um, Cornell University, where I went. You've got Pratt Institute and in Parsons, both in New York City. You've got Ju Juilliard. Uh, you've got the Tisch School of Arts at NYU, just to name a few. Okay, so um, I, I can't even imagine what. Um, what the the college process is now um maybe that's something that um i'll address in another podcast but i remember um when it was my time i know that the sats um and the act tests those were the two big tests that um you took that were um uh that helped you get into um into college and um you know i did well on both um, but just so you know, um, you know, especially in this world that we're in where, you know, you make one mistake and people think that, you know, you know, that they're failures, you know, for the rest of their life, understand that there are just so many different ways, um, to, to have a career as an artist. Okay. And, um, even, you know, no matter what you plan, um, there are going to be things that pop up um, that'll force you to consider, you know, um, new things. Okay, so just know that there's nothing that's going to stop you from becoming a success, uh, except for you. Now, how big will you be? <laughs> that's up to the world, right? All we can control is how hard we work. Um, there's something interesting about when I read the uh, the history of apprenticeships. It also reminded me of something else, and I, I promise to do a, a proper podcast on this. But I want to make sure I say this before I forget. But artist residencies um, are another way um, to to learn um, your your craft or to challenge yourself, right? And what is a residency? An artist residency is something where um, it's a program, um, you know, sponsored by uh, museums, arts organizations, you name it. And what happens is that they will host an artist anywhere from a week to three months, six months to a year, right? And 
the exchange goes like this. They bring you in. It can be local, in your city, your state, nationwide, or in another country. And what happens is you go there, um, you join this program, and you uh, usually to get accepted, you've got to submit a proposal, right? What you want to do, right? Do you want to um, work on your next dance uh, recital? Um, do you want to work on your music? Do you want to write a book? Um, whatever it is, um, once they've accepted you, you guys come to an agreement. The common thing is that at the end of your stay, you're going to perform that work that you've been working on, right? Or you'll have some type of exhibition show, or maybe it's just a talk, right? Um, not everything is going to be done, right, um, at the end of that thing. Maybe this just helps you as part of your process. And the pay or the, the accommodations, it all depends on the type of residency. Some of them, if you get accepted, they pay for everything, right? If it's international, um, sometimes they everything includes the airfare. Right. And then there are some on the other end of the spectrum where you pay for everything. But of course, um, the benefit is that you get to be in this particular place and then, you know, you can get grants and scholarships and stuff like that. Um, sometimes, you know, you, they'll pay for everything. You just pay for your food. So it all um, it all depends. OK. And uh, let's see. There are two, transartists.org, okay? Um, that's the one that I use mostly. Um, they're very comprehensive. T-R-A-N-S-A-R-T-I-S-T-S.org, transartists.org. And I recently found another one called artistcommunities.org, A-R-T-I-S-T-C-O-M-M-U-N-I-T-I-E-S.O-R. G. Okay, so those are two places that you can go um, to look up uh, and learn more on artist residencies. But I promise you, I will do a podcast on that. It might even be the next one, now that I think about it. But, um, yeah, so that's what I have to say about um, should you go to art school um, at the college or the university um, level. It really just, it really does just depend on you because you know if you go to a good arts high school um you've usually been given everything you need to thrive and then it's just all about honing your skill and 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 and, and going into an environment or joining a program where you can master your craft that could be a college or university it could be another organization it could be an apprenticeship you know some people go and work um at an artist's studio um you know the same way like uh someone who's studying law um might work at a law office right it's not that they are not getting things from school but there's just something about working with people um, who are actually doing it in the real world okay um and then, and then here's another thing, with education, with school, with that type of environment, there comes a certain kind of structure, right? So you also have to ask yourself as a creative person, is there room for you? Some of us are so academic 
that we have a specific way, right? Um, and some of us can learn an academic way, right? Or, or ways that have come before us and yet still innovate and still kind of, you know, create our own voice. You've got to ask yourself if a, a, a highly structured environment is going to be um, something that helps you or hurts you. Because remember, as an artist, there comes a point when you have to decide what is your voice, what is your style. You know, like for every role player in some of the movies that we see, where people just kind of blend in and they kind of, you know, they serve their part, you know, um, were they good? Were they great? I don't know. Right. But then you have your your Jack Nicholson or your Denzel Washington. Right. Or your Sam Jackson. They have a, t a style, an approach, a, a, a way of, 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 of presenting, you know, things that it's just kind of like, whoa. Where did this person come from, right? So developing your voice, you have to decide how best to do that. Does that mean stopping school? <laughs> Does that mean going to school? Does that mean going completely independent, starting a YouTube channel? <laughs> or um, releasing your stuff on, uh, on Instagram? Or Behance? Or TikTok, right? I mean, it's, it, it, it's crazy, you know. <laughs> One thing I enjoy about talking about art is that it's going to take you everywhere, just like this 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 career does. Okay, so um, yeah, I kind of rambled here <laughs> at the end, um, but I like the I like the freedom. The way I do these things is I kind of have uh, I have some notes about things that I want to touch on, but um, I work best when I can freestyle a little bit too because uh trust me you do not want to hear me reading <laughs> everything um verbatim all right so uh also this is the podcast but we also have the dream coach session if you are someone who is um serious about you know becoming an artist uh, no matter your age, no matter your level, no matter you know where you are, um, I can help you do that. Okay, uh, you don't know where to start? I'll help you start. For five hundred dollars, um, you will get. Uh, I give you everything except the passion. Okay, we'll get you started, and we'll give you the right type of support um, so that you are on your way. You'll hit twelve months of support that means you can bug me seven days a week whenever you want um yeah so you can access uh there's more information uh the dream coach dot business okay um yeah and so uh i will wrap this up now thank you all so much for listening and supporting the podcast i'm waiting for more questions before i start reading some i want to make sure that um I don't go through all of them, so I'll do a, a few more of these podcasts before I start reading out the questions that I'm receiving. But don't forget uh, to send me questions uh, that you may have at the Visual Poet Society at gmail.com. All this stuff's on the website, though, so don't worry if you um, if you didn't write it down. So, um, yeah, I'm Hubert Neal Jr., and this is The Dream Coach, 
and I will see you again next week. Take care.